Hey everybody, my name is Davey O, and I'm Pothead, and Pot was it for me, and uh, I want to thank you all for coming, and, and uh, well, let me just start out with, with uh, a couple of things. The, the two things that were read today were not around when I first got here, and that was the, uh, the, the 10 questions, uh, or 12, um, yeah, um, and also the uh, awakening, and um, both of those things are just, they they really hit me every time, and uh, I really like them a lot. Um, I, I just wanted to start out with that because um, when I first got here, I, I, I came here um, in 1980. My, my writing date is today, July 18th, 1987, and it was a Saturday. And um, I didn't go to a meeting the very first day. I think I was at a picnic, I believe, um, with my family, and that was the day that I, I stopped. At least that's my recollection of it. I was really, you know, stoned for a long time, residually, um, and that's just the way it was. So um, I know that my my uh, good friend Dan, he got clean and sober on the 21st, so I figured it was a couple of days before him because um, he needed uh, he needed uh, somebody to bring him into the meetings at that time. So, and I'll get to that in a second. Anyhow, so. Um, my my uh, my real name is David, and um, most people at work call me Dave. And about uh, I don't know, 20 years ago plus, um, I uh, I started coming to MA. Well, actually, it's like 33 years ago that I started coming to MA. And um, about after a year or so, I was in a band, and uh, the uh, drummer used to call me Davio. I just liked the nickname, um, and I kind of kept it. So um, that's that's me, and um, I was born in Inglewood, California, um, in 1959, and um, I don't remember too much about uh, my first house. I, I kind of remember a little bit about it. I do, I do remember being slammed on the table by my my brother, and, and I still feel the bump in my head uh, today. Um, I I remember a little bit about that, but. It was a fairly normal childhood until I was around, uh, I don't know, six, seven, or eight, something like that, and uh, my parents got divorced, and um, that was, it was just, uh, for me, like around, I remember around eight, I just shut down, kind of. Um, I, I remember that I, I, di I, I didn't even know how to process it, you know, and I think looking back on it, you know, there was definitely some some angst and some some uh, real despair uh, that I didn't have any idea and probably blame myself for it. I don't know. So I was with I lived with uh, with my mom and then um, my dad um, picked us up on the weekends and they would always talk to each other through us that kind of a divorce thing you know back in the 60s and uh, it wasn't the most pleasant and I just like I said I just remember shutting down and. Uh, I remember also too at that time that um, I had a hard time just kind of concentrating on school and that kind of stuff. I mean, I think I had uh, ADD and it wasn't diagnosed till I was a uh, you know 45 or 50 years old, you know. Um, and uh, so I just uh, studying was not really that easy of a thing for me. Um, my uh, my family unit basically was my brother and my mother, 
and my father when I went to, to see him, uh, which was a lot. We used to go see him a lot, but it was always just uncomfortable when, when I was younger, like I was saying. So um, shutting down like that was, was uh, probably my first uh, drug, you know, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I think about it as like, well, that's, you know, I just kind of kept to myself and, and I didn't, uh, you know, they would ask me a question. I just kind of hide out in the back of the car. Um, and I just remember driving from, my dad lived in Culver City and we lived in the valley. So we just drove over, driving over the hill in, in Los Angeles um, back in that time was not a long trip at all. And, um, you know, just kind of shutting down. When I got a little bit older, um, we moved to, uh, to Encino uh, for about a year, and then we moved to Malibu when I was about uh, 10 or 11, just about 10 and uh, going to be 11. And um, <clears throat> we moved to this place called Paradise Cove, and um, my life changed a lot when I moved there because it was really kind of an open place right by the beach and um, a, lot of, a lot of friends and stuff like that, but still wasn't doing that great in school. I used to go to, um, to school with holy pants and... and wasn't cool to do that at that time either, you know. So the principal actually talked to my mom and said, "What's going on with this kid?" And um, you know, so they made me change my clothes a little bit. And um, later on, both my brother and I were sent to a school um, where it was based on Scientology, and it was you know pretty pretty bizarre for like a I think it was like 13 by that time, maybe 12, 15, yeah, uh, probably 13 because I was like in seventh seventh grade. Anyhow. It was it was a really small school uh, in uh, a small town called Williams, Oregon, outside of Grants Pass, and um, we uh, had our own government type of thing. We had our own uh, ethics, and so I had tried pot one time before that, at, like when I was 11 at Paradise Cove. I remember going down into like this little fort thing, and we tried some hash. And um, I don't know if I got high from it or not, but I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the uh, the secretive, uh, secretiveness of it because you know it kind of reminded me of like uh, when I was you know how I can kind of just uh, uh, back away you know, and uh, when I was like younger because of you know being in the car and everything. Anyhow, um, so that was that was the first time I got high, and or maybe not, I don't know. Tried it. Um, but it didn't, uh, it didn't stick. I didn't try it again. You know, um, it was kind of a thing of the past. And then we went to the, the ranch school and, um, right around that time, uh, I tried it again, uh, right. I started smoking cigarettes probably when I was, uh, 12, 13 years old, you know, um, uh, right when I started going to the ranch school, you know, and, uh, I think I smoked cigarettes, cigarette butts from my parents when I was probably seven or eight. You know, um, so smoke was definitely a thing in, in, for me. So when I actually did find pot, it was uh, a little bit later in my life. I tried it, dabbled with it a little bit before, but really wasn't until I was like 18, um, going into getting actually getting out of high school, um, and I made it through high school just barely, I, it, only because of the times. You know, I definitely did not have the grades or, or, or pass all the classes that I needed, but I did it. And I got my high school diploma, um, and no, no really plans for college at all. And um, I thought, well, you know, I liked music at the time. I started playing music like when I was around 13 or 14, as well. And um, and and I stuck with that, and and um, just you know, 
loved playing guitar. That was my my second escape, really. I mean, I just kind of zoned out and played and hid in my room and did that. Um, and then later on, um, like I said, it, uh, like when I was 18, um, it was time to go to college, and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. But a friend of our family's had a um, was a uh, uh, um, a teacher at Cal State LA, and um, he was teaching the recording arts, and I wanted to go to one of those um, uh, pre-made schools, kind of, you know, they were, uh, I forgot what they're called, but, you know, they, they, they charge lots of money, and, um, and that's what I told my parents I wanted to do, because I loved the music, but I didn't want to be in the limelight. Um, so um, I thought, well, I'll go behind the scenes and become a recording engineer. I had no idea what that was at all, and I just thought I would do that. And uh, so I ended up going to uh, to Cal State LA where uh, where uh, where Mickey was the Mickey our, our family family friend was there and he he uh, he took me in and kind of mentored me a lot and uh, got me a job at the school got me um, uh, just working all the time and really uh, helped me out with that a lot but I just didn't have the mind for that but I still still thought I did you know so I made it for, made it through there for about a year and three quarters I think it was a, a uh, two, two-year uh, course. So I just, you know, just barely made it. But during that time, I worked at, um, I worked also worked at a recording studio um, in in Hollywood that was really popular at the time called Cherokee Studios, and that was um, that was really really cool um, because I got to meet a lot of people that were, um, uh, you know, famous. There was a lot of famous bands there, and and uh, but. The problem was that I mean I I probably could have had a career in that, but I I just didn't know how. To, I mean maybe it was my maturity level, but most likely it was probably the pot because I was smoking a lot of pot at that time. Um, you know that this is right after I first got high um, when I was 18. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. That was that was the time. And the only reason I tell you about that is because um, it was the time that I really always wanted to recreate. I was uh, just getting out of uh, it was summer. Um, hanging out on the patio, uh, and I thought, well, you know, I, I I heard my 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 stepbrothers talking about pot, and I heard my mom talking about it, and so I thought, well, I'll go check her check in her medicine cabinet. And I found I found a half a joint. I smoked that. It got me ripped out of my mind. I loved it. I was uh, looking out over the ocean. We had a beautiful view um, in Paradise Cove, and just looking out of the ocean, and um, there was diamonds. It was just it was like incredible, you know. So. Um, you know, I got that stone since then, but I always was trying to get that that stone. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that was my my first time. But going forward, back over to college, um, I got so stoned. Uh, I had the night shift um, was my my shift that I was doing, and um, so uh, they would come in. You know, like uh, like Tom Petty would come in. Uh, 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 that was like the most famous foreigner would come in. They were pretty famous too. Um, uh, you know, I go and and I would. I was the night watchman, so I would sit at the front door and and let these people in. And I was so stoned that I couldn't even like make take advantage of that whole thing. I could have, you know, I, I think back and I I I could have I could have I could have been a contender. <laughs> I could have, but I probably could have, you know. I mean. Um, so I had some good times there, but mainly just getting stoned, and it only lasted probably like three or four months before they just fired me. Um, so that was kind of the end of that, and I decided 
about the time that I got fired from that job that maybe recording wasn't for me because there was a lot of coke there, and I, you know, I was afraid of coke, but I wasn't afraid of pot. You know, I love my, I love my weed, or pot as I call it now. As I call it, that was definitely it for me. So um, I decided to um, go to from there. I think I went to uh, yeah. I think I went to North Dakota to become a, a, um, a dental technician because my dad was a dentist. Anyways, all this time I was getting high and it was not uh, conducive to doing much of anything except for being mischievous and you know all the crap that, that you, you all might have done too. But I know that I did it. And when I think back on it, I, I shouldn't really be so hard on people that get high now in my family. Um, so that being said. Um, what happened was uh, I continued on, continued on, and then I, um, at the, at, at, as a dental technician for, for maybe that summer, and um, then I went to, uh, I talked to my brother and asked him if I could move with him in, in Oregon. So I moved in, into another city in Oregon called uh, uh, Coos Bay, which is on the coast. And um, I lived with him for a couple of years, a couple of, two, three years maybe, uh, we moved in a couple different places, and and um, yeah, it was it was really cool because um, we'd get pot shipped to us and all that. It was mainly just getting high all the time, you know, um, and not too much work. Uh, one one of the days that I was getting high, um, I was making uh, little trinkets, little refrigerator magnets, and things to sell just because I didn't have any way to make money. So I was and I was just trying to do anything I possibly could and then a friend of a friend of ours said to uh, said to me uh, hey you know you make a you'd make a good uh, salesman do you want to be a salesman for my uh, my hood cleaning company and and uh, and, uh, and and uh, cleaning chimneys and I said sure so I was doing chimney sweep sales and hood sales and I ran into this lady who uh, who uh, I was talking, you know, I just was trying to get work, whatever I could. She thought it was very strange, and, and it was very strange. It was a very strange time in my life. Um, I got into a lot of really just freaky things back then. Um, so uh, I didn't know it at the time, but she was actually holding a gun on me because uh, I was so freaky. And But she said, uh, let me call my husband, uh, you know, because uh, we were talking about music or something, and so her husband came and we hit it off. The gun probably went away, and you know, and uh, he said, "Hey, I think you'd make a good window washer." And that was, you know, a long time ago. And I've been cleaning windows ever since then, except for a little bit of stint of doing uh, like ten years of doing uh, computer support. But um, what happened was uh, in in Coos Bay is that I couldn't really stand that. I learned how to wash windows, and um, and I was getting bored of it, and I called my friend in Los Angeles, Billy, who we used to surf, I, we used to be surf buddies, and um, I said, you know, hey, I got this window cleaning business, you know, and he said, well, I got a band, and I want to, you know, uh, I need to make money, so I went out there, and I was their, their uh, quote-unquote road manager, and, and they were... Uh, you know, like a hair band in the 80s, you know, that kind of thing. And um, they were on the verge of making it. And I was just, I, my, my plan was just to coast and ride along. I had no, still no idea what reality was. You know, I really didn't know myself. I didn't know what was going on around me. So um, that lasted a while and, and um, they didn't really make it. So I decided to uh, 
to to go on my own. And uh, during that time, I met my girlfriend, who uh, brought me into the program. And what had, what had happened with her is um, she was um, she really wasn't using when I first met her, but then she started uh, um, doing heroin and stuff, and, and uh, gotten some pretty pretty uh, heavy things, and um, and, and alcohol, I guess, because she started going to AA meetings. And um, so I started getting jealous because she was going, and that's kind of how I got into the meetings. I was jealous of her going to meetings, and I wanted to go along. And I remember um, right around that time, um, that was, I, I, I have vague memories of getting rid of my stuff, you know, um, getting rid of my pipe and all my paraphernalia and everything. But um, I went to a meeting, and, and I think it was the, I went to a couple of meetings, and from the very first meeting that I went to, it was it was in, I think it was in uh, in the valley somewhere. Anyways, it was it was kind of like a musicians meeting, and Dr. John was there, and uh, he was lying down uh, on some girl's lap, and it just impressed me. I don't think he's alive anymore, so that's why I mention him. I think he I think he died. Anyways, um, but you know, it, it, it impressed me that, and I met some other celebrities that are still alive. Uh, um, musicians and and that impressed me and I just kind of stuck around um, and from that very first meeting it wasn't the, the musicians that impressed me as much as that what they were talking about they were talking about their feelings and um, and I thought I feel that way too you know I feel less than you know and uh, when I, I first started going to meetings in Los Angeles it's like it was like a social thing, you know, a social thing to do. I met my sponsor at a Cocaine Anonymous meeting. I was going to Cocaine Anonymous because I did coke a couple times, and it kind of freaked me out. And uh, I ended up in a psych ward with that. Um, and uh, even after I got out of the psych ward, the the pot, going back just a little bit, the pot just um, kept me crazy. It really did keep me crazy. Even when uh, by the time I moved to Los, I mean, there was a point where um, I almost, I almost killed my brother. Um, there was a point that I, um, I just thought the whole world revolved around me. I thought everything had a meaning. It was, you know, it was freaky. Um, and it was, and it was only, I only did coke like two times, but that pot, I kept on smoking and that's what really, really, uh, made it, uh, just kind of crazy, crazy, crazy. So, um, Getting back to what happened when getting to meetings and how I got into uh, sobriety 33 years ago was pretty much by by my girlfriend Monica at the time. And um, uh, since then, uh, I, you know, we broke up, and um, I I looked her up later on and uh, tried to find out what happened to her, and she ended up committing suicide. So um, you know, this this disease is not a um, it's not it's not something I took lightly and I heard a lot about people killing themselves because I went to a lot of narcotics and honest meetings went to a lot of alcoholics and honest meetings I heard a lot of stories I've been to thousands and thousands of meetings over that time and um, and uh, to this day I go to you know two two meetings sometimes a day it's maybe even three um, so um, I had my sponsor at that time and we did the steps um, and I got a lot out of that, um, but then I kind of coasted for a little bit, and then uh, my buddy Bob was telling me about his friend Samuel that had a, uh, a meeting, uh, that they did a workshop, and they used this thing called the Joe and Charlie Workshop, um, which um, is really, really, 
believe it or not, it's really, really similar to our workbook. We have a workbook in our in, in, in Marijuana Anonymous, and it's so much like that, it's kind of crazy. But um, but what we would do is we take a year, and we go through the, the workbook and do the steps together, and then talk with our, our I, you know, talk the personal stuff. I talk with my sponsor and whatnot. So, um, and that was great. It was really a lot of fun, and um, and it kept me sober for all those years. And then I moved to um, I moved to the Valley uh, again, which is in Los Angeles terms, it's like uh, moving to Arizona uh, or moving actually to you know uh, to the East Coast. It's really, you know, even though it's uh, it's like 20 miles or 15 miles, people think it's a long ways. So. Um, I didn't really go to too many Emmy meetings there. We kept up with the workshops. I'd go once a week with that. And then uh, started a couple, um, started spreading the word around in, in MA too. Uh, some of the people that are online here took that over and really uh, made that blossom. Um, and uh, had a lot, of, a lot of workshops going on. Um, so um, I'm so glad that I got a chance to do that and, and be able to to, to spread that in MA and my 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 underlying thought is and I I'm, I have no proof of this but my underlying thought is that um, well the workbook it must have come from the, from that because it's just it uses the same three the, the, the same sheets that we used in that um, in the Joe and Charlie workshop and you know but I don't know who actually wrote the workbook I, one of these days in one of the conventions I will find that out because it's just a it's just a idea in my head. All right, so um, that's, I mean, I could talk about the steps in depth, but I'm just not that glib. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, and I don't mean to use a bad word for that because I, it's really not glib. It's just that I'm not that, like I said earlier, I'm just not that, uh, I don't have that great of a memory. Um, and I think I take that set-aside prayer very, very seriously. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's something that, that um that uh, uh, I, I tend to forget a lot. But um, moving fast forward um, from Los Angeles, um, we, we uh, ended up moving to uh, uh, North Carolina, and that's where I live now. And uh, so when I first moved here to North Carolina, I went to an, an AA meeting. And uh, in the South here, um, you don't talk about weed at all. You don't talk about pot at all. You don't talk about that you're a pothead, at least when I got here. You know, and I've, I've been here for about 13 years now. So I was just approaching my 20th uh, anniversary, and um, and it was like I got to do something. So I, I I thought, well, I had started a meeting in Los Angeles um, at the at the church on Crescent Heights in, in Fairfax, and um, I thought, well, that was successful. Um, maybe I can do it again. So I knew what the steps were. I mean, I, I knew how to get in touch with the church. I knew what, how to kind of promote it. And I thought, well, I'll just try it, you know, because I looked around there. The closest meeting was in Wilmington, and I live in I, I lived in Raleigh at the time, in North Raleigh at the time, which was probably about four or five hours away. So um, that was not going to work. And I just thought, well, I'll start a meeting. And um, it turned out that it worked out. Um, and, and I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for all the people. Uh, and, um, you know, let me just kind of back up and just uh, stand up and look up and say, none of this would be possible without a higher power. This is not me. 
you know, all my thoughts right now are very intuitive. Uh, um, that's what I've come come about. Um, you know, that's why I, when we were talking about at the end of the 12th step here, on, um, it talk, uh, those of us who have rigorously and thoroughly taken all the steps can attest to the fact that we have become stronger people. I've become a stronger person. I actually kind of know myself. Now, um, okay, well, maybe, maybe I was 28 when I got here. Now I'm 60. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's what it was. But um, maybe not. Um, maybe I probably would have been stoned the whole time and still not know myself at the age of 60. I don't know. But I'm very grateful um, uh, for the power that's not me, the power that whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I don't know what higher power means to me. Sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know, but I know that it's not me. And that's what I take away when I always hear that, you know, uh, when we read that in the third step. Um, there's just so much uh, in, I'm, I've got a book, Life with Hope in my hand. It's got my sobriety date on the outside. That's how I know my sobriety date. And I'll wrap it up in, in a couple minutes. I'm just, I decided that I was going to take 30 minutes because I like the 30-minute recordings because I'm also in charge of the recordings right now. And it's nice when you put a recording on that you put it on for 30 minutes because by the time people actually get there, they actually get to hear something. So they'll be hearing this probably at the end and they're going, what the... Anyhow, uh, yeah, I got the... I, I got the book Life with Hope and, and uh, uh, in my hand I really um, there's just so much so much great stuff in here that really really helps me out and um, I don't know I, we're talking about doing another workshop kind of like the one that we used to do in Los Angeles on these lines and I'm hoping that that happens I've tried it a couple times before um, and then other people have tried it, and I think we do have a, a, a one going at regular time. I was just thinking about having something that we could take a, a long time to do as well. That's another story. Um, if, if anything, I have a lot of ideas, and um, uh, if it wasn't for you all, none of them would get implemented. You know, um, I don't want to. I don't want to um, uh, have this talk without mentioning. Uh, my friend Leah, who just passed today, um, and what reminded me of that is that I had this idea of we were, we're not getting this, these uh, meditations going. So I called Leah up, knowing that she's uh, going to pass, and you know I don't know if it's me being a, a, a jerk or just being nonchalant about it or whatever, and not being uh, caring. But I love I, I loved her, and I loved her, and you know we had a lot of a lot of uh, great talks, and and um, but. I asked her at the time. I said, "Well, Leah, since you're since you're going, you know, maybe they'll 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 do it with you." And uh, she took it to heart, and, and she started the uh, the the, um, the the subconference group uh, um, for that again. You know, got that going again, and you know, went to a couple of the first meetings until she got too sick. But um, uh, she, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much time. Talking about her, although I could probably spend a whole meeting on that because she was amazing. And if you ever want to hear a really good um, speaker, um, uh, just just ask me sometime, and I'll I'll play you her. So um, I guess what I can say to 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 wind it up because I'm running up on 30 minutes now um, is that um, I 
could never be living the life that I'm living today. I never thought that I was going to be living past 40. I never thought that I was going to be married. I never thought that I would have a kid. I never thought that I would live in North Carolina. I never thought that I would do anything that I'm doing today. Uh, I am still cleaning windows um, uh, uh, and, and having fun with it. It's keeping me healthy, um, and I, I like that. I'm very, very happy for these phone lines, too. Um, that's probably the last thing I'll say is that um, I, I, when there was another meeting, and when I, when I got fed up with that, I thought, you know what, I called a couple people, and I said, let's start something else. You know, and thanks to you all, um, we got some people together, and we started this this meeting here. And um, so that's why I take this this uh, this MAFA meeting uh, to heart. Uh, you know, I remember when the five of us were getting together and making the name for it. And um, so I'm just uh, I'm just I remember I was going to say uh, I remember making the name. Uh, making up the name, and I didn't make up the name, but when we were going through it together, um, it was a rainy day, and it was just kind of meant to be. And here we are later, I don't know how many people are on the line, but when we first started, it was just five of us. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you very much. I love you all. Um, I need you all. Uh, the most important thing is... This is what I did. How did I do it? I kept coming back. Thanks for letting me share. Over, but not out.